Good afternoon. This is Rich Nass, Executive Vice President with Open Systems Media, and I am here for this week's Five Minutes with Discussion. This week, I'm speaking to Hugo Fines, who is the CEO of Electric Imp. Good afternoon, or should I say good morning in your case. Hugo, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm doing just fine. Thank you very much. Okay, so here's my question for you, and uh, it's, it's actually a, a sincere question. Um, there's a lot of confusion around cloud connectivity with respect to uh, who does what. And I'd like to discuss the middleware provider. What is the role of the middleware provider, and why do I even need middleware? Why can't I go right to the cloud? So there's various reasons you might need middleware. Um, kind of the biggest one tends to be that you know, people often have a data platform chosen in the cloud. Um, but there's often things outside of what that data platform can do. You know, maybe it's fine when you're steady state, when everything's online and good, and you're feeding data to the cloud, you don't need middleware necessarily. However, there's always the edge cases like, oh, well, but when we provision, we need to do this. In a connection outage, we need to do something different. Uh, all these little edge cases, and essentially IoT's problems are, are often around edge cases, you know, keeping, update, keeping uh, the endpoint updated, dealing with all these strange situations. And what tends to happen if you look at actual deployed installations that don't use, you know, particular middleware. There's, there's someone in the company has spent some time and written a Python script to just tie this and that together and whatever else to deal with these edge cases to make the product shippable. The thing about using a platform like ours, which does connectivity and middleware in one in one part, so you get security maintenance and all that stuff, plus you know the the, the adaptability to any backend system, is that all that all that glue is actually part of the maintained platform. So it scales with the platform. It's updated with the platform, you know, it stays secure and everything. So it's actually just a really much neater way of doing real-world IoT deployments. Okay, so I want you to dumb this down even a little further to me. Okay. What does middleware do from a very elementary level? Uh, middleware is essentially glue. <laughs> Uh, you have two things that don't quite fit together. You need something that will that will fill the gap that that can take any shape, uh, and will essentially you know do whatever you need. Like maybe your back end uh, wants data averaged over five second periods, and your device is only outputting it every one second or something. That's a very, very simple example. The middleware is going to do that adaptation. Um, you know maybe stuff needs formatting in a different way. Maybe it needs encoding in binary to feed into a legacy back end. Uh, you know whatever is needed there. Uh, essentially, it, it adapts to, to fill the gap between two things that don't quite fit. I mean, that's really all middleware is. It's just a gap filler. Okay, that helps a lot. So now the next question, what's the difference between the different variations of middleware? Because there are many of them. Yeah, I mean, middleware is obviously, being a very generic term, can be used in, in many, many ways. Uh, you know, there are people like, for example, uh, MuleSoft, who are sort of huge middleware providers uh, hooking together disparate IT systems, so completely in the cloud. Um, oops, sorry, it's, it's, it's Halloween, so there's a guy in a dinosaur running around outside, <laughs> dinosaur suit running around outside our, our window. Anyway, um, so there are people like that who, who, do, who do that type of stuff. Um, some people uh, sell stuff called middleware, which actually runs on the edge which is, is almost a different thing. Sometimes they're like called connection agents, whatever, they're things to attach to different services. So it's a really wide, wide sort of range. And I'm, I'm kind of, it's hard to answer that question because it can mean different things to different people. For us, it's very much about cloud connectivity, uh, connecting to disparate data services or even multiple data services. You know, you might have a guy who wants to say they have a Azure IoT backend 
they want to feed data into that, but, oh, they need to pick up a customer ID from SAP every time a new device comes online. With our stuff, that is easy. It's sort of an afternoon's work to have that built and deployed in a scalable fashion. Otherwise, you know, it's going to be pretty hard if you're trying to do it with, with uh, sort of generic off-the-shelf parts from the data providers. Okay, so first of all, it's not Halloween anymore, so you might want to go check on that guy. Okay. <laughs> Second of all, but, but more importantly, now I forgot what I was going to say. Um, the guy running around in the dinosaur suit had the same effect on me, actually. So I was like, what? <laughs> Very good. Okay. Um, okay, I, I just remember where I was going. Um, there's a tendency to want to build this yourself. So, and, you know, that's what, it, what, a, what embedded engineers tend to do, developers tend to do. They think that they can build everything themselves. What's your advice to somebody who says, I don't need you, I can build it myself? I mean, it, not saying people can't build it themselves. You know, the, the stuff is not necessarily hugely complex. The problem with IoT and, and, you know, is that IoT devices are long-lasting. They could be in the field a decade plus. A lot of embedded engineers, you know, you, you get your, 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 your quick hit on making a really good, you know, doing a cool hack to fit something in, in less memory or less cycles or whatever. You're going to be the person who's going to be on pager 24 hours a day looking after this middleware because the middleware we're talking about here is cloud middleware. This is running in a cloud server. Um, not saying embedded guys can't do it, but the point is it has to be built and scaled. And maybe you have a Python script tied stuff together. works fine for a POC. works fine for the first 1,000 devices you ship. 10,000 devices gets a little squirrely, but still, still okay. 100,000 devices, oh, hang on, now I need to do actual some proper software architecture, make a proper failure to fail tolerant, um, fault tolerant system, all that type of stuff. And I think one of the things here is that, uh, you know, really IoT is about how you build software that is maintained and secure and carries on working for the long run. And, and that's actually a real difference in software development here. It's about maintenance. It's about building it for maintenance. Uh, so it, it's kind of a different thing. So generally, we advise our customers to write as little code as possible. Every line of code you write is a line of code you've got to maintain, whether it's on the embedded, on the middleware side, or on the, the cloud data side. You know, it's all about the maintenance. And if this thing is going to last 10, 20 years, you've got to think about how you're going to maintain that for 10 or 20 years. That's excellent. Uh, unfortunately, we've used up our five minutes, uh, so we have to cut it off here. But uh, I think that's great. You really explained it in a way that I understood it, so hopefully uh, lots of folks can understand it. That was Hugo Fines. He is the CEO of Electric Imp, and I am Rich Nass with Open Systems Media. Thank you very much, Hugo. Have a great day. Okay, great. Thank you.